Good morning. It's Saturday. I'm in the office. You know what that means. The Saturday Morning Hustle Podcast. Outworking the competition while they still sleep. Today, we're going to take an old phrase and turn it on its head. When life hands you lemons, drink champagne. That's right. Lemonade is not good enough. We're talking about taking negatives, setbacks, hurdles, adversities, weaknesses in your game. And not only creating less of an impact, but actually turning it around and making a positive impact for you if your attitude, effort, and ability to change is the, the key focal point. So here we go. It's Saturday. We're in the office, outworking the competition. It's a Saturday Morning Hustle podcast, drinking champagne instead of lemonade. The biggest challenges you have in life, in business, etc., are also the biggest opportunities you have to achieve success. Your biggest weaknesses, we all have strengths and weaknesses. Every person, every business, every organization, every situation has strengths and weaknesses, things that are good, things that are not going to be good. This is what it is. It's human factor. It's human nature. Embracing your strengths while mitigating your weaknesses or finding ways to turn those weaknesses into potential strengths, maybe even your greatest strength if you're willing to adapt and adjust to the situation. That ability can create a tremendous amount of success. And at the very least, the pursuit of creating strengths out of your weaknesses can neutralize them as actual weaknesses and make them less of a drag or draw on you personally or the business. So setbacks are chances to learn and improve. We've talked about this on the podcast before. It's only failure if you quit. Otherwise, it is a setback. It's a negative outcome. It's unexpected outcome. It's unplanned. But whatever changes or is different than anticipated or less than expected, which is what some people would call a failure, we're going to call a setback. But the difference from what you're expecting to what you got is the chance to learn, adapt, and improve. And I'm going to give you some examples. Entrepreneurs, business owners, nonprofits, and a college football program. That's right. That's why I'm talking about it this week. It's very timely. For those of you who know me very well, you know I'm a huge fan of the Oklahoma Sooners, the OU football team, the University of Oklahoma. Their football coach left at the most inopportune time possible. Last week, after coaching a really bad version of their rivalry game with their in-state rivalry, rival, which they lost, he then the next day announces he's going to the University of Southern California and taking several recruits or high school kids who would be coming into the OU program next year with him. Just a week before signing day where the, where the high school kids sign up for the college programs. So a very inopportune time. Timing was bad. It was good for him. Very bad for University of Oklahoma. They got into scramble mode. A lot of people are talking about how much trouble they were in, how bad this was going to be. Now, fast forward a week after that. University of Oklahoma has hired a former assistant who has gone to work at another school as a, the defensive coordinator, won several national titles, been a, an amazing coach with amazing reputation. They brought him back to become the new head coach. And now this is where the, the setback, the negative of event, 
now can potentially become a positive for this football team is this university and this football program is also going to be entering into a new league soon. They're in the Big 12 now. They'll be going to the SEC within the next couple of years. The timing is unclear yet. But that league is known for their strong defenses and very physical play. The coach that just left was neither of those things. He was an offensive-minded coach, and he was more of a finesse guy than a, a rough-and-tough guy. The University of Oklahoma brought back a defensive-minded coordinator to become their head coach. He immediately brought back the strength coach with him, too, who had a reputation for being very hard on his players but making them very, very physical and changed immediately the style of play that the University of Oklahoma football team will have moving forward that's more appropriate to the league they will eventually be joining the SEC, the Southern Eastern Conference. So the week of bad situation – the potential for the current recruiting class to, to be less, much, much less than they expected it to be because of these changes, because of what the previous coach did, now can be reversed and potentially in the long run the university is set up for a better situation moving forward for the next five or ten years because they took the negative event, didn't just try to stick a, you know their thumb in the hole or put a Band-Aid on it, but looked at what the future holds and what they really needed to do long-term, and in my opinion, upgraded from the current coach to the new coach in a better situation that's going to be better fit for them. So there's an example right there, timely, in the news. Even if you're not a sports fan, you've probably heard of not just our coach, but several coaches around the country of big league programs that have moved to others and creating this chaos. Within that chaos, if you're calm, if you remember who you are, what your mission is, what your focus is, what your values are. And then you take care of the problem, not just in a temporary fashion, but in a more permanent fashion, in a way that can move you forward beneficially, creating strengths from weaknesses. Then you have the opportunity to come out better than you went in. So that's one example for you. Of course, most of us aren't running college football programs. So they, uh, they tell you that it's going to be darkest right before the light. And that sometimes great things from, come from unanswered prayers. Uh, some teams, and this is true. This is what we're going to talk about today. We're going to turn those two ideas almost on their head, though, because uh, sometimes the worst thing can happen at the worst time. It's a blessing in disguise if you're willing to make the changes necessary within those moments of chaos, within the backslide, in order to move yourself not just back to where you were, but back forward in a better way. The key is attitude, approach, willingness to change, and change with the situation, not against the situation. You can't fight the market. You can't fight everything that's out there. University of Oklahoma can't fight all of college football, but they can move in a way that puts them in a better position. And you can do the same with your entrepreneurial pursuits, your business, your career, anything else that you're trying to pursue, because there will be ups and downs. Most of the downs, most of those negative uh, events are small things that you make minor adjustments and move forward. Sometimes it's a catastrophic failure. And you have to make a big enough change in order to mitigate that and then move yourself forward. If you're willing to change enough, if you're willing to not be caught up in your own ego and your own process, but instead let what put you back, the situation, the, the other elements outside your control show you 
the correct path and then take it. Then you have an opportunity to make a bad situation create you a better situation moving forward. So the University of Oklahoma loses their hot co- young coach, but they get another coach more suited for how they want to move forward. Now, all of us in our careers have probably lost a job of some sort. Maybe you got fired, been laid off, downsized, maybe you quit. Whatever it is, and I'm in the boat too, I've had jobs, <laughs> I've had all of those situations happen to me. The first time I lost a job, it was very hard. It was heartbreaking. It was aggravating. It was. It felt like the end of the world. It felt like I was in serious, serious trouble, even though it really wasn't. It wasn't that hard to get another job. The second time it happened wasn't so hard. The last two corporate jobs I had, the parting of the ways was so easy for me to handle because I had experience doing it, understand the situation, understand the whole process, the big picture. It was less of an adversarial exchange and more of a conversation about what was best for all parties involved, myself included. And my leaving my last corporate job, which was a letdown from the corporate job before that, um, both situations because I didn't feel like they understood what I was bringing to the table. It definitely wasn't appreciating what I was providing them. Those negative situations could have been detrimental to my mental health, to my attitude, to my pursuit of moving forward. Instead, it solidified within me to not go work for someone else and to do my own thing. And that's exactly how the Golden Group launched. And that's how this scenario has come about too with eventually the, the Saturday morning hustle and all the other things that I currently do now. The Golden Group is in our 10th year as of last month. So that worked out better because I took the negative, that last negative effect, less negative event, along with the piling up of every other negative event that had happened when it comes to getting and losing jobs and moved my forward, myself forward in a more conducive way to me and how my brain was going to work and how I was going to be able to pursue success. I was going to have passion for what I was going to do. I was going to understand my why. I was going to follow the path that was better suited for me, which of course meant risk. That means the first couple of years of the Golden Group, I made a whole lot less money. I had to take all these, I had to take steps back. I had to lose all the equity I'd built up in those other careers, all these other things, but I was willing to do it because I truly was entrepreneurial. I was better suited to be the boss than to be the employee. I was better suited to do something different. And I had different visions of what uh, marketing business development could be that corporate America really just wasn't trying to embrace. And so I needed to do something different, which is what I did. And that's in the situation I'm at now, which of course is much more successful for me. Now, it happens in businesses too. Typically, though, in a business, when there is an event that is so huge, so detrimental, like losing the coach of the football team or losing your job as an individual, the changes necessary in a business is called a pivot. And many, many successful brands that you utilize on a daily basis pivoted away from where they originally started. I mean, some of the great examples are Groupon started as a fundraising platform before morphing or pivoting into the the shopping platform that had become that then pivoted into the experience and experiential platform that has become the today. Starbucks started selling espresso machines. They weren't coffee houses. They were selling espresso machines. They had to pivot into the coffee house, which of course now makes 
many, 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 many billions of dollars. Twitter started as a podcast subscription platform. But then Apple came along with their subscription platform and the folks at Twitter had to immediately take the technology they developed but pivot with it to do something different. Many people would have looked at, well, Apple just came in and took over the sandbox, so we'll go do something else. Instead, Twitter pivoted to the platform that it is today. Of course, Facebook started just for college kids. Uh, and there was some obviously limitations, but also some restrictions and things that made them made it hard for them to overcome that they eventually opened themselves up to everyone. And then, of course, they become the behemoth beast that they are now. Of course, it's now Meta as a, the company instead of Facebook. Facebook platform has changed over the years to uh, to reflect the different audiences that they've tried to pull into them to that platform. YouTube, the video channel YouTube, started out as a dating platform. You were supposed to put up a video of yourself that people would say, I want to go on a date with that person. I don't know if you knew that or not. Businesses pivot all the time. So for us as individuals, as an entrepreneur or someone who's pursuing their career or pursuing a passion, you can pivot too. You can take the worst thing that happens to you and make it an opportunity. You can take and work on your weaknesses within yourself. And again, we all have them. We all have strengths and weaknesses. You just have to be honest with yourself about the things that you're good at and the things that you're not good at. Every business, every organization, every individual has strengths and weaknesses. But if you'll embrace your weaknesses and either avoid situations that require your weakness to be to be an essential aspect or try to change those weaknesses into strengths by re- refocusing them, a different attitude, maybe just in, in the case of maybe a skill set or knowledge or experience, gaining that knowledge or experience or adapting your skill sets. Uh, a great example for a nonprofit organization that I worked with is uh, it's a this group at a Tipton Children's Home in Tipton, Oklahoma. Those of you in Oklahoma may not even know where this is. This is far southwest Oklahoma, nearly Texas, nearly the panhandle of Texas. It is a very, very, very small, literally one stoplight town in the the far southwest corner of the state. There's a children's home there. They they take in young people who don't have other places to live. Originally started by the, by a church, the Church of Christ was supported for a long time by the church. The influence of the church had waned off. A few years back, they had uh, brought us out uh, in the Golden Group, came in to help them connect with people who could support them financially as a nonprofit organization and uh, and get, connect them with, with children who needed a place to live and a place to stay, who didn't have other options available to them because that was on mission for them. The first thing they told us was, well, the hard part is we're out here in this small town in the middle of nowhere. They were, in their terms, stuck there, but they were there because they had a piece of property in this beautiful campus and in a former school that had been converted and it had been donated to them and their local community had been supporting them for a very long time. And so they were geographically tied to that place because of the physical space, because of the campus itself, because of the people who'd been supporting them all along, because of the, the children that were there and all of the children who had passed through in the hundred years that they had been in existence were still connected to this place. They found that as a weakness. I found it to be a strength. This was a, a religious organization, small town organization. If you understand anything about rural life in small town Oklahoma, it is very different than most places even in metropolitan life in Oklahoma City or Tulsa. But 
that lifestyle has benefits to people who live that lifestyle, who understand it. They embraced it. Uh, they had, um, like I said, this beautiful campus that wasn't um, packed in a city, and it wasn't jammed into a, a tight neighborhood. They had space. They had green, blue skies and green grass. They had a 4-H program where they raised animals on their farm, which the 4-H program has its own benefits to young people as well, teaching them things about responsibility, teaching them how to take care of animals, teaching them how to... to um, to do things for themselves, self-esteem. They uh, went to the local schools. They played in the sports in the local sports. Uh, all a small-town feel, a small-town attitude, uh, keeping these kids away from, from the, some of the things that are considered negative in big cities, which is dense populations and crowding and the potential for um, people who are not do not have their best interest in heart. In this small town, everyone knew everyone. When I would drive in a small town once a month, people were like, who's that guy? Eventually they, they learned that I was not um, I was a random stranger. But those things led into the idea that they could help these young people. They could take them out of whatever situation uh, was negative for them in their past with their family life, with their parents, whatever it was, and put them in a completely different situation that was more in tuned to paying attention to the individual uh, slower pace of life and a focus more on, on basics and on each other and on going to school and going to church and things that are beneficial and positive for raising young people, especially people who've been to, through trauma or negative experiences in their young lives. So completely what they found to be their weakness, we leaned into as their strength. When you tell their story now as a, a small town Oklahoma, rural life, slower paced, focused on things like chores and taking care of the animals and going to church on Sunday and football games on Friday night. And people who understand that and see the value in it will embrace that immediately. And they do. And it's been working for them for several years. You know, when it comes to business, Sometimes when the market changes, when technology changes, something like COVID-19 happens, you have that opportunity to pivot. Sometimes, though, people decide not to pivot. They don't take that negative experience as being negative enough to force a pivot. And that stubbornness, that unwillingness to change can be their de detriment, can be the end of that organization. I think the best example of that is Blockbuster. You guys remember Blockbuster, right? Go to Blockbuster and get your, rent your VHS tapes, rent your DVDs. Where are they now? They're defunct. You know why? Because they had the opportunity to become Netflix, to become the streaming platform with the brand equity they'd already built up as Blockbuster stores, and they said no. They said no, we're going to stick with what we know, even though they'd seen the sales go off, they'd seen the streaming services come up, they've seen the, they've seen the technology changes, and they were too stubborn to make the changes along with it. They stuck with what only thing that they knew, and ultimately that was their demise. That was the downfall of that business model. So you can change, you can lean into your weaknesses, you can adapt, you can adjust, you can continually grow for potentially success for potential for success or you can stay stagnant you can go backwards or you can let that singular bad event the coach quits and goes to another team completely destroy everything you've built up to that point it's up to you of course you want to get around it and be successful that's why we're listening to this podcast today right don't fall in love with your ideas or with your current execution these are the things that will have to change. The idea of renting VHS tapes 
was the downfall of Blockbuster. The execution of these other platforms that had to eventually pivot, if they had stuck with their original execution, they would have failed. Don't stay too in love with your original idea, your platform. Instead, think about execution. Think about how you continue to do business because business changes on a regular basis and how these negative effect, Im, negatively impacting experiences and situations that look like they might be the end of your of your journey or a huge setback or a hurdle that might be nearly impossible to get over instead embrace that as the opportunity to make the changes necessary to do so because that is the potential for the future not for the past the past is irrelevant as long as you're working towards the future so offer any situation, no matter if it's doing what you've always done or needing to change, changing a little, changing a lot. If you simply offer value, fill a need in the market, a truly a true need, not one that you assume, but a true need. And then ultimately, like Bruce Lee says, be like water. Flow along with the opportunities, go around the roadblocks or the things that will stop you or slow you down and be flexible enough, like water, to adapt and change necessary to ultimately outsmart the opposition. Whatever it is that put that roadblock up for you, whether it was the market changes, whether it was competition, whether it was someone in your own organization that pulled the wool out from underneath you, that puts you on the negative path. Outsmart them by allowing the path itself, much like flowing like water, to take you to a better place because you're willing to make the changes, adjustments, and pivots necessary to get over the worst setbacks, the biggest hurdles that you might come up against as a business or as an individual. So outsmart the opposition and the ultimate revenge, of course, is living well, being successful. So do that in response to big, giant, negative events setbacks that really harm your business or your personal pursuits and instead embrace your potential weaknesses, attempt to make them strengths or at the very least make them neutral or at least not negative towards you. If you continually do this, continually work on this, continually recognize the things that are pulling you down, holding you down, slowing you down, continually build up your strengths, continually work on your weaknesses the potential for success is huge. It's right there in front of you. All you have to do is have the attitude for it, be open to the process, and go where the opportunities lead you. It's that simple. So the other thing you have to do is listen to this podcast each and every Saturday on the on the Anchor app, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Heart Radio, Google Podcasts, Podchaser, YouTube videos, anywhere you find great podcasts. We appreciate you guys so much. Stream, subscribe, leave a comment, leave a review, share with a friend. Get your Saturday morning hustle swag. Don't forget the Entrepreneur AF and Coffee and Donuts swag too. Just added some new colors and long sleeve t-shirts and sweater or sweatshirts without hoodies. So we have hoodies and the non-hoodie sweatshirts, different colors. Go check it out on the swag store and at SaturdayMorningHustle.com. Everything is at SaturdayMorningHustle.com. So follow social media, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and of course now the new Facebook page, the Saturday Morning Hustle Facebook page. Go check that out. Make sure you like it, follow it, so that you never miss an update, never miss an episode. Hit the like button, the subscribe button. 
follow button, all those good things. And remember, if you missed an episode or want to listen to previous episodes, go to SaturdayMorningHustle.com. It's Saturday. I'm in the office, and you know what that means. Saturday Morning Hustle. Outwork the competition while they still sleep. See you next week. Saturday Morning Hustle. Saturday Morning Hustle. Saturday Morning Hustle. Wake up and keep chasing your dreams.